Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me today. Uh, I'm I want to going to get into the whole podcast thing and the episode of what's in a name, which is today's episode. But I also wanted to share with you right from the get go that there is a place where they have other faith based podcasts. Um, so if you don't know where to go, um, the Access More Podcast Network has lots of shows on topics like religion, culture, family, entertainment, and a whole lot more than that with podcasts from Christian thought leaders like Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Torn Wells, and Bob Goff. I have some favorites. I'm not going to share with you who they are because I want you to check them all out and see who you like the best. But Access More gives you a safe space to discover inspiring conversations about faith. And so I hope you'll check them out. If you're a fan of this show, I am certain that you'll find encouragement, hope, and joy from the podcasts on Access More. All right. So if you want to do that, just hop on over to accessmore.com to start listening today. But don't do that until you finish listening to this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. All right. So today's title is What's in a Name? There's Power in the Names of God. That's my little subtitle. All right. So I'm going to start today with some pod quotes. Here we go. Words have meaning, but names have power. That's an anonymous quote. And isn't that true? Think about it. You can call someone a name and totally change their mood. You can ruin their day or turn their day around. Am I right? I mean, if your spouse calls you sweetheart, honey, or some sort of, uh, you know, private sweet something, uh, it, it makes all the difference, right? Or if he or she called you a cuss word, Either one can change your mindset in a moment, right? And it could change his or her night totally, depending on which one they called you. But that's another podcast. All right, so what about a a bully who calls someone else a derogatory name and picks on them with it? Those names, as much as we prefer they didn't, do have power. Okay, so here's another pod quote. The power of God will take you out of your own plans and put you into his plans. That is by Smith Wigglesworth. And wow, talk about a name, Wigglesworth. I love that name. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, the power of God will take you out of your own plans and put you into his plans. Love that too. All right. So I was sitting in the waiting room of a doctor's office and it took me to this place of thinking about power in names. And since it's the season for mammograms, That's where I was. So if you're a female listener and you haven't had your mammogram, or if you're a male or female listener, please do a regular self-exam and make sure you get to the doctor if you find anything going on. Okay. So anyhow, as I was sitting there waiting my turn for what I like like to call the mash and push extravaganza, (laughs) the mash and push extravaganza. And if you've never had a mammogram, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you have you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is the essential mash and push annual show (laughs) when some interesting things happen. And yes, if you haven't had one before, it, it does sometimes hurt, but honestly, not so much. They're better at doing them now than they were years ago, but it doesn't matter, does it? Because we often do things we know will hurt us. And don't we weigh if it's worth the pain or not to us? And sometimes the pain is worth it and we do whatever it is anyhow. So this, the mammogram, 
is worth it. And for those of you running scared of medical tests, let me tell you that the colonoscopies, the ultrasounds, and other life-saving medical tests are also worth the pain, the embarrassment, and inconvenience. This health break has been sponsored by the Woman Inspired Podcast. (laughs) That really wasn't the point, but I just wanted to put that in there. So back to when I was sitting in the waiting room. About seven other ladies, all clad in identical pink flowery hospital robes that tie in the front, uh, were sitting with me. We looked like an Asian female choir. I I mean, I'm not kidding. Matching hospital flip-flops, pink wraparound dresses. But instead of singing, we were each reading a book or looking at something on our phones. And there was an older woman who came in sometime between my changing and sitting down. So picture it. She's there near the TV telling the patient attendant uh, in some very colorful words that she needs the TV turned up louder because she can't hear the blank, blank, blank thing and she can't hear Hoda on the morning show. So I was pretty much ignoring everyone else while I proceeded to check my email um, and while simultaneously double checking to make sure nothing intimate was hanging out of my beautiful plush pink choir robe. Um, of course, like everyone else waiting for, um, what shall I say, the master of the mash and push ceremony to come call their name. Every time the door opened, my ears would kind of perk up. because I wanted to know, Hey, don't miss me. I'm here. I don't want to wait too long if at all possible. And, and everyone feels that way. Right. So, but a little while later, the doors opened up and the master of ceremonies calls the name pickles. Pickles, my head snapped up immediately, as did everyone else's. And we all look around at each other. And then slowly, the older lady closest to the TV cusses quite some colorful string of cuss words as she got up. Um, and I shall not share those with you. She grabs her cane and heads to the door. And the rest, the rest of us are kind of ridiculously looking around at each other like, Pickles? is her name really pickles uh, never mind the colorful string of grumpy sounding cussing i, I was stuck on pickles <laughs> so a few minutes pass and another master of ceremonies opens the door and calls castro fedeles castro i kid you not <laughs> and the woman sitting right next to me who looked like she was in her 80s stands up speaks says something in spanish and so this is not against hipaa regulations by the way i'm not a medical practitioner sharing her name. But so here I was thinking, wow, what prompted these names? I mean, what do they mean? Why, oh, why is Pickles named Pickles? Because I doubt she has been named after bread and butter Pickles because her personality definitely was more sour and salty like a dill. (laughs) Um, But wow, the F-bombs and other colorful adjectives that flew out from behind her mask did not make me think her name would be Pickles. I don't know what I thought it would be, but here she was letting the room know who she was just by what was coming out of her mouth. And she was not of the sweet bread and butter variety. And Castro say what? I mean, I I may, (laughs) I don't know. I may have her first name incorrect because I'm not sure the master of ceremony said it correctly, but it definitely sounded akin to the evil dictator. And it's actually okay if I didn't hear it totally um 
currently, although it was very close to another Castro's name for sure. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't want to out anyone at their mash and push session, but I'm not a practitioner. And she was telling everyone her name and talking loudly on the phone in the hallway. So I don't think she cared so much about privacy, but I was just, I, I was just thrown. Who, who names their child after a, an evil dictator. And then I thought, well, maybe he was named after her. I don't know. But in the middle of pondering how and why, I mean, why, oh, why these names, uh, another lady came in. She sat down in her pretty pink kimono <laughs> and she sat down kitty corner across from me and just totally stole my attention. She was an older lady, beautiful, beautiful lady, beautiful white hair, lots of hair, super high and puffed up on top of her head. You know, from the generation where your hair was always done up high on your head, curled in such a certain way. She had perfume on just enough to waft around the room and remind me of one of my grandmothers who always smelled really flowery. It wasn't like insulting to my senses. It was just a uh, kind of nostalgia inducing <laughs> And it was very nice. It wasn't offensive at all. But she had on a light makeup, pink lipstick, uh, dress slacks with beige, shiny, strappy low heels and nylons on, knee highs, I'm guessing, and her fingernails done to match her lipstick. So she had a sweet smile with just kind of this air of confidence as she sat there with her legs crossed and her hands in her lap. She wasn't in her phone. She wasn't reading a book. She was just sitting there like she had wisdom that no one else could match. And that hair, gorgeous white, it like fluffy, like cotton candy, kind of soft and airy, silky looking, but these fluffy curls like cotton. I mean, it just looked like you'd picked cotton. It was so white and beautiful. So then the door opens and the master of ceremonies calls the next contestant on the Witch Breast is Best show. And I couldn't help it. I spontaneously busted out laughing when this perfectly quaffed, nicely scented, white-haired grandmother across from me stands up after the masters of ceremonies calls out Wooly, last name Wooly, I couldn't take, I couldn't take it. I had to laugh. I'm still laughing about it because, okay, some days God just gifts me with people in positions that crack me up, but instantly my brain. It was back to the why, oh, why did she want to make her hair match her name <laughs> or was it a fluke? I mean, God forbid her last name was Woodstock. Would she dye it yellow? <laughs> what if her last name was Fox? Would she dye it red and grow a ponytail at the back? <laughs> I mean, was she even aware that her, her, her hair matched her name? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one who got it. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> she didn't look at me. When I laughed, I was looking at my phone and no doubt everyone thought I was being entertained by whatever was on my screen. But in reality, I was being entertained by life, real people in life. All the while, God was planting a seed within me about names. And that's the way God deals with me. He says, open your eyes, Karen, and see the world around you. See my creation. See my people, this life, and I will make you laugh. <laughs> And, and if you're not full of yourself or so into your own mind, I will teach you something. I will remind you of something you need to know. I will lead you someplace. Maybe it's the same for you. And do, does God give you little gifts of perspective throughout your week? 
or are you too into the stresses, the to-do lists and the keeping up with the Joneses, the Kardashians and the lack of bipartisanship in this country that you can't hear what God's speaking to you through the simple but beautiful world around us that he created. I used to be so inside a ball of anxiety and a world of fear, mostly of my own doing, that hearing from God was muffled. Anything that he might be telling me was was muffled. It felt like I had headphones on. It was like I, I was had stuck cotton in my ears and slapped on earmuffs and stood next to a speeding locomotive while he was trying to talk to me. I mean, I knew he was there and I could feel him, but I couldn't discern much of what he was telling me at all. So one of the things that pulled the cotton right out of my ears and made me move to a, a quieter headspace so I could hear him was reading the Bible. So if you've listened excuse me, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, then you know, I like to write down scripture and quotes on cards or pieces of paper. I put them in my car, on my desk, on my walls, my mirror, in my pockets, in my purse, in my books, wherever, so that they're there when I need them. And for various reasons, my memory isn't as sharp as it used to be. So this helps me random scripture at just the right time. But it took more than that to pull me out of a reverie of busyness that I'd gotten into for years. I used that and I needed that. I still need that today. But it was this busyness that I had was born out of a need to control my environment in the feeble attempt to control my fear as if I was ever really in control of my environment or anything. Anyway, ha, huh, not really. <clears throat> and hey, you may not realize it, but you're not in control either. Sorry. Uh, do you need a moment? Sit down. Stop jogging, pull over, whatever it is. Let it sink in a minute. You are not in control. God is. All right. And what helped me to understand this and understand more about God than any other Bible study or lesson I have ever taken was learning about the names of God, which told me who God was. Okay. So yeah, now you see where my brain went while I was in this all girl pink flowered kimono choir waiting for the mash and push test. Names. Um, what's in a name? This is where my brain went. Again, this is how God works with me. So there is a lot um, to learn about names. There's so much more in a name than we can fathom or imagine. In society today, though, names are just kind of names. We don't think about it so much. There are thousands of people with the same name as you and the, and the same name as me. Many of them have different meanings or associations, depending on what kind of culture you're in Um um, or, you know, according to old fashioned definitions and, and stigmas like, or even stigmas today, for instance, my name, Karen, it actually means the definition of Karen is pure and simple. It, it describes me well, actually, I think, but if you take current day cultural meanings, <clears throat> Karen means a wretched, racist, lying, fake, claiming bad doggy mama. I'm working on changing that, by the way, with hashtag, not that Karen hashtag, so not a Karen Karen. <clears throat> but hey, I don't worry about cultural significance or slang ideas. I'm happy to be a Karen because I'm this Karen. I'm God's Karen. Uh, there were names, beautiful sounding names, but with horrible meanings um, out there. There still are. Uh, and people don't look into the meanings of names as they used to. So it's not surprising. But again, I think why, if you knew the meaning of a name, would you name your child that? W would you change your name to that? Or would you change your name? Cause you don't want to be that. Cause I think why? So I could have it worse off. I, I mean, would you name your child 
this or that if you knew the meaning? You might, unless you didn't know. For example, and please excuse me if your name is any of these examples, uh, and you were maybe named after a cherished relative or family friend, but sorry. Hello, Cecilia. Uh, you're breaking my heart. All right. So your name means dim-sighted, dim-witted, or blind. Sorry, Cecilia. You're probably really intelligent, but that's what your name means. You ought to know it. Um, the same, the name Kennedy. Kennedy. It means helmet head. <laughs> that just cracks me up. Who? Like, why? I, I, I don't, anyway, um, I can't even make a full joke about that one. I don't even know where to go with that. So, all right. So the name Portia, very popular name the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years comes from the Roman name Portius, meaning pig. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there. Research your name. You might want to change it. All right. So you see, I got off easy with the name Karen, but all this name calling got me to thinking about, well, name calling and the names of God and about how, when I studied the many names of God, it reinforced in me the awesomeness of who he is and what he is to us. And to me, even on a personal level and, oh, and one little side note here, uh, for those who need the reminder while talking about the many names of God, his last name is not damn it. Yes, I cussed, making a point. His last name is not, damn it. He has many names, but that is not any part of his name anywhere of any of his names. He is awesome, wonderful, amazing, and there is power in his name. So just a reminder there. All right, so digging into his names, though, I thought I'd share a few with you. So let's start with Yahweh, which is found in the Hebrew Bible. It holds particular significance in Jewish tradition as a covenant name of God. Uh, meaning the holiest of holy names there is. In fact, it used to be considered too holy to even be spoken aloud. If you go look in Exodus 20, verse 7. It's derived from the Hebrew word, I am. For me, the name Yahweh reinforces that he is. He is the holy of holies, the holy one, the highest there is. I think in today's generations, we use that name maybe a little too casually and a little too much at times. It is a holy name. Then he also has the name of Adonai, which is the plural of Adon, meaning God. Adon means God. In other words, Adonai, which is plural, refers to the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Elohim is God the Creator, and it reflects the sovereignty and power of God. I mean, he's the God who created heaven and earth. I think of this name personally when I'm in awe of the creation around me, like, like when I'm on a mountaintop or starting out, um, staring out into the ocean or, or walking in the rain. And when I'm perplexed about how he could have created some people, uh, on this earth that are, uh, outrageous and allowed some situations in this world to continue. And as, as, if these people who have power or purport to have power and they hurt and kill other people, um, it's like, why God, this creation, why create that? So I, I must remember that Elohim is the creator of all. And as the creator, Elohim is, is the one who has designed it and he has a purpose. If I didn't believe this, then my head and my heart would sink really low, 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 just turning on the news, uh, or, or hearing any kind of modern day anything but because I have faith in my creator though 
the Holy of Holies, the Elohim, then I can see that his creation is crying out for him through all of this mayhem and craziness. And they're crying out in so many ways, even in the midst of the chaos. And it's not time to point fingers. It's time to pray and to trust Elohim for what is to come and that he will fulfill his promises. So Elohim, he is the creator. So the name Jehovah Jireh is one you've probably heard before, and it's only found once, believe it or not, in the Bible. Um, but if you're a churchgoer, you might hear it frequently. It can be found in the book of Genesis, and it was used by Abraham to name the place on Mount Moriah where God provided him with a ram to sacrifice in uh, replacement for him sacrificing his son Isaac. So this is a beautiful name for God because it, it reflects his faithfulness and how he keeps his promises that all things will work out for good. Jehovah Jireh means God will provide. And so he did. I mean, he provided for Abraham. He provided him with a sacrifice to take his son's place. So in those bleak, stark times, when you think that all is lost or empty, call out his name, Jehovah Jireh, and know that God does provide. He may not always provide in the way you want him to, or the way you think he should, or, or when you think he should, but he provides. Jehovah Rapha means the God who heals. It's a name that reveals the power of God to heal, to repair and rejuvenate areas of our lives. You know, a couple of months ago, I called out to him by name, Jehovah Rapha, uh, for my son and for myself. Just an important note here, though, even if he doesn't heal in an instant, it doesn't mean he isn't healing in ways that we can't see. He has a timing and a purpose, but praying and calling out to God as the healer that he is shows him your faith. And there's power in prayers. There's power in prayers to heal. Pouring out our worry, our hurt, pain, and need also, by the way, helps us to heal as we seek Jehovah Rapha for healing for other people. So just remember, instant results are not guaranteed and not outlined any place in the Bible. This is not an instant prayer. Just add water and a sprinkle of pleading and microwave for two minutes and say, oh, it's ready. Your prayer is fulfilled. That's not how God works. Not that I've seen anyhow. I'm not saying he couldn't. He could use microwave. I'm not saying he couldn't. But um, as best I can tell, that's not how God works. All right. Jehovah Shalom is one of God's names that I love as well. It means the God of peace. Every Sunday in church, we leave the service and wish each other grace and peace before we do peace. It's internal, inter, inter, internal and eternal peace, spiritual and physical peace, and, and only can be accessed and brought to you, help overcome you and overwhelm you when you seek Jehovah Shalom. So you have to seek the power that is in God that provides peace, Jehovah Shalom. He's the giver of every kind of peace that passes all of our small amount of human understanding. And while there are others, I will share with you one more name of God. And I encourage you to research this and look up other names uh, of God uh, as well. Um, and use them in your prayer and, and use them to remind you who God actually is. Not what the world says at large, not what critics say at large, not what atheists say at large, not what the satanic club at the school says, you know, not what your mind or the latest TV show says, but what the Bible says, what the word of God says, what he says to you in prayer about who God is. 
and, and these many names uh, of who he is. So this other name that I want to share with you is Abba. Abba means father. He's the father of all. So the name Abba was used by Jesus and Paul in Aramaic in the New Testament. Calling someone father then in that time period was no small thing. It showed a closeness and an intimacy and a familiarity with someone that nothing else could. It showed that their deep and personal relationship with God and how they were honored to call him a close and familiar name, Abba. It's mentioned actually only three times in the Bible by Paul in Romans um, 8.15 and Galatians 4.6, as well as by Jesus in Mark 14.36 when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, right before his crucifixion. So Abba is widely acknowledged as being one of the most intimate names for God. And a side note here, this is Abba, Abba Father, Creator, God of all. Not ABBA, the awesome 70s band. Okay, just wanted to clarify that. So when I heard those interesting names in the waiting room of the Mash and Push Salon uh, the other day, it affected me. Yeah, I'm easy. I'm easy to giggle, easy to amuse, easily entertain sometimes, but not so easy sometimes for God to show me things that I need to know. Just pulling, putting it all out there and confessing. <laughs> he made me, he knows how I'm wired. And so he speaks to me through what others might consider mundane, trivial things, but they aren't to me because they affect me. They open my eyes. I, I just must need my eyes opened and my mind open and my heart opened in certain ways to take in the amazingness around me so that he can remind me of things like the power in a name, what's in a name, what's in his name, what are in his names, what is that power, the power in crying out his name and crying out his many names and using that as a reminder of who he is and who he is to each of us on a personal level. So for today, as I close this podcast episode, I encourage you to seek the names of God and find out what they are. Find out which ones affect you the most that you can relate to the most that you need the most in this season. Um, so I would also like to encourage you to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, also, if you're into watching videos, search for the Smark Meet Smark. <laughs> not smart. I don't even know what the word smart is. Okay. Search for the spark media collective on YouTube. And there's some brief videos there that might hit you with some inspiration right where you need it today. The video is anywhere from like five to 12 minutes long each. So nothing super intensive. And you might even find a couple videos of me in there too. And don't forget to hop over to womaninspired.com to schedule me to speak at your 2022 and 2023 events. Oh, and I encourage you again to do some research. Mark the places in the Bible where God's name is used in a prayer as a banner, as a position of power that you can relate to, that you can call on, that you can, can bring up when you need it. And I will pray over each of you listening that Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, pours out his peace and presence on you today and every day going forward. Thank you for listening to the Woman Inspired Podcast. Grace and peace to each of you. All.